Hey, welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Beadle. Remember, you can always find us on Twitter at speak underscore official. You can find me at Twitter at John Beadle and on my website, johnbeadle.com. Find us on Facebook as well. Just search So To Speak and the conversation that we're having is going on there all the time. Now, today I want to talk about liberty, freedom, what that really means. Um, kind of take a, a hot take for 10 minutes and see what you think. Let's do this. One of my favorite movies that I've seen in the last couple years, I mean, I watched it probably three times in one week the first time I discovered it, and it's actually a Woody Allen movie called Whatever Works, and you can find it on, on, on I believe it's on Netflix, uh, it's on some streaming services, but in this story, the main character is sort of a genius who almost won a Nobel Prize for his work in the sciences, and... Um, he gives us ultimately this very pessimistic, almost nihilistic worldview about how he views human beings in a very, very pessimistic light. But then he says, ultimately what it comes down to is that I think people should just do what they want as long as they don't hurt anybody. People should just do what they want as long as they don't hurt anybody. Now, what's so fascinating about this, this line about liberty, about freedom, about moral agency is that this is essentially the, the view of liberty that many of us grew up with and that many of the older generations still hold to be the, the defining quality of what makes America such a wonderful place. Um, today, we might hear other things. America is wonderful for its diversity, its multiculturalism. It's wonderful for its equality. Um, but, at the, but this is not exactly the reasons to praise it. Um, generations past would have said something closer to what Woody Allen was saying which is that as long as you don't hurt anybody, you're good. Now, in Plato's Republic, which is a, a classic text, right, on politics, um, it is the seminal text. If you want to deal with, at all, in a serious way, with the political realm and sphere of life and how it relates to the good life, you have to eventually read the Republic. And whether you're on the left or the right of the political spectrum, this is the text that is always assigned. And towards the end of the Republic, um, uh, you know, Plato's hero of the story, Socrates, is making an argument about liberty and talking about how liberty defined as just uh, the freedom to go with, go with your nature, to do whatever you want to do, is not liberty at all. It's actually servitude. It's slavery. It's banal existence. It's futile. It is... Um, the opposite of joy and happiness. It's the thief of joy and happiness. For Plato, that's not liberty at all. Liberty is, uh, liberty is the ability to render your nature um, in the service of virtue and is to learn self-governance. That is true freedom. Freedom from self and then freedom to reign over yourself. To, have wrestled, to wrestle with your nature and to come out on the other end of it. And so, would Plato actually look at our typical view of liberty, which is typically right uh, put under the guise of what is known as tolerance, okay? That tolerance, so we need to practice tolerance of other people's uh, values and visions, of course. And the values talk uh, that is typically associated with the talk of tolerance and multiculturalism is only uh, a conversation that's about a little over 100 years old that really finds its origination and um, originates with Nietzsche, not with Plato. 
not with Aristotle, not even with the founding fathers, although the founding fathers are definitely, uh, are definitely laying the groundwork for this kind of uh, conception of liberty. But the idea uh, of, of just respecting one another's values and tolerating them is essentially to, to carry what C.S. Lewis called like the first point of freedom, which is to respect other people, right? Uh, live and let live kind of idea. But then there, is the, there are the other two ideas of liberty and virtue that C.S. Lewis toys with in his, his book on behavior, his, his big essay on behavior and the virtues, where he says, you know, but there's also one's uh, peace with his man. So that's the first part, just get along already, which is good, which is what Woody Allen is, is advocating for. But there's the other side of it, which is one's peace with oneself, peace with your own inner man. So not just your fellow man, but your inner man, your own state of existence. So it's one thing to be at peace. Great, you can have peace with your fellow man, but what if you don't have peace with yourself? And it could mean that if you don't have peace with yourself, isn't it obvious that eventually that'll bleed into your outer self with outer man? So that your peace with your fellow man should be contingent upon your peace with yourself. And that the the values that you choose to extol, like values like tolerance, are only as good as the values that you practice in your own life. That not every um, value is beneficial to you in your experience, right? There has to be some some discrimination there on your own, on the way that you live your life. And so true liberty, um, true freedom is one in which the person is not subject to their nature, but actually is is able to dominate their inner nature. And I'm not talking about... See, this is so fascinating about modern liberalism in a lot of ways. And when I say liberalism, I don't mean the left, although I include that in liberalism. I mean big L liberalism, like the tradition that conservatives and um, liberals, small L liberals participate in, that we all participate in, um, which, but in which both agree, both sides agree that there is um, a domination of nature, but nature with a lowercase n, right? Domination of uh, the forest, the trees, the things that are actually on the outside of us. Um, and of course, these, these um, bleed, have bled into a new anthropology that the Woody Allen, hey, whatever works philosophy has transformed into a sort of um, liberal philosophy of, no, we must believe this. You must match the outer vision of tolerance with what's going on on the inside. Uh, regardless of whether or not a, a view of, of generous tolerance, uh, in other words, seeing all values as equal, would actually work on the inside. You know? You can't lie to yourself and get away with it. You may lie to other people and get away with it, but can't actually lie to yourself for very long before it starts having a negative impact on your life. And, um, you know, with, with Socrates, he's, he's arguing that the virtues begin from within, then without, right? They start on the inside, and then they move to the outside. And I'm agreeing with that. I, I agree, 100%. I think they begin with some sort of, like, inner wrestling, and then they, they carry over into our actions, this is the nature of virtue. What virtues mean? The 
cardinal virtues that Socrates is is toying with in these dialogue or Plato is toying with in these Socratic dialogues. Uh, the virtues of fortitude, the virtue of temperance, justice, the truth. Um, now, when it comes to liberty, though, what is it that we really want? And perhaps we don't always know what we want. And that's the point, right? We don't always know what we want. And we're not very good at determining or living a life uh, for what's best for us. That we often choose things, we often get what we want, and we don't realize that getting that thing was going to destroy us in the first place. That getting what we want was the worst thing that could have happened to us. So my challenge is to say, that conception of liberty, perhaps, is actually slavery. Now let's look at this in a political sense. We all have been trained from a very young age to hate the idea of a tyrant. Because what is a tyrant? Other than a man or a woman who's in charge of a group of people who uses the tools at his grasp, his or her grasp, to dominate and to yield um, his every desire to fruition. And that's what we call them, uh, these people tyrants because they don't say no, they don't know when to stop, and they continue on with these ideas. What's so frustrating about the existence that we suffer from in the West when it comes to liberty is that we've been so focused on this Orwellian 1984 tyrannical character, the face in the machine or on the screen, that we don't realize that the tyrant has been transferred through technology to the millions of us who have no control over our basest desires. So we don't need a tyrant anymore. We are our own tyrant, the captains of our own demise. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to engage with more um, episodes and want me to create more, go ahead and send me a question or a concept you would enjoy me unpacking for these little small 10 to 15 minute vignettes. Um, I really enjoy doing these and I enjoy the way that Anchor really allows me the, op- the flexibility to um, put them out as quickly as possible without taking as, uh, as much time away from my family as I would like to, so uh, without having to do that. And so anyway, if you like what you hear, let me know. Hit that subscribe button, share, leave a review on iTunes. Have a good day.